Welcome to the Wikipod, a show that hosts conversations with play-to-earn gaming community members for peer education on cryptocurrency and Web3 technologies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, and NFTs. The podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Hi, everyone. I got something a little bit different than the normal show format for you here. Some of you might know, I was in Colorado for the last two weeks for ETH Denver, and was able to meet a ton of folks in the Ethereum community. Thank you so much for your patience with me in getting the new content out. I was able to sit down with a few folks, and this is one of those conversations. If you like the show, please like and subscribe wherever you get your pods, and make sure to tell your friends about the educational content we're producing here at the Wiki. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is I Speak Nerd here. I'm sitting down with a couple of guys from Poapathon, one of the hottest uh, items here at ETH Denver 2022. Like, I got Tap here with me and Cosmo. How are you guys? What's up? Doing great. Yep, pretty good. Thanks for having us. No, thank you guys for making the time coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Um, with the stuff that you guys have done, like, Poapathon is so, is so hot. What, what gave you guys the idea to, uh, like, what are you guys doing and what gave you the idea for it? Yeah, well, originally, like, it was a joke. Uh, so <laughs> I was I was really bad at creative design. So I tried to draw a Po app to give one of the communities I was in, uh-huh. and everyone just laughed. <laughs> so uh, we thought, hey, let's make a design con- contest. And uh, suddenly, it was like, well, let's see if any other DeFi protocols have the same challenge, right? And so we were in the volatility community, and suddenly we asked like Uma and Sushi and a bunch of other Balancer and Beefy, and all of them were like... So all these DeFi protocols? Yeah, they all were like, yeah, we have a bunch of like DGen coder developers, but like, yeah, we don't have a whole lot of design skills either. Mm. Uh, and so th- it was like, let's make a hackathon for designers and, and we'll, to make the best Poaps, and we'll call it Poapathon. There you go. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a joke. It wasn't actually meant to really, you know, it was a one-time event type of thing. Uh, and so we hosted it on Gitcoin and, uh, and learned a lot about like, uh, and one of, one, actually Cosmo is one of the original people that competed in the first contest, right? Isn't that how you found it? Yeah. So um, I was hanging out in other discords and offering up work. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Poaps and somebody that I guess knew about Poapathon hit me up and was like, "Hey, why don't you join this Discord? Uh, I think if you are trying to make some money uh, making Poaps, this is, this is, you're gonna find some good opportunity here." So I joined. I think right before uh, the the main Poapathon event started, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, it was right on time. I was like, "Man, this is awesome! There's so many bounties. Uh, I think I can make some money here." And then I ended up submitting like something like. 15 po app designs or something i just pulled pulled all-nighters and it was just like creating a bunch of content and like <laughs> learning awesome. how to animate stuff yeah is that 15 bounties all for one that one contest or 15 designs sorry for that one contest i think it was somewhere around there's a 10 or 15 I ended up winning a lot of them <laughs> uh and uh, making some good money it was the first time i got paid in crypto which was ended up bring, being uh really uh eye-opening for me Dude, it's such a good feeling getting paid in crypto for a service that you've done. Yes. Like, uh, I've gotten that a couple of times for helping set up people's discords. Dude, it's like, oh, sh- oh crap, people actually pay for this stuff? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. That was uh, like I said. That just opened a whole plethora of uh, different opportunities. I was like, I can really do stuff like this for a living uh, and stop doing my my boring web two stuff that I've been doing for a long time and wasn't feeling very passionate about. You know. Awesome, man. Are, are, do you have a background in like graphic design? Uh, not really. I've always kind of done that and drawing uh, for fun as a hobby. Uh-huh. But my background professionally is in uh, Web two development. Uh, web development. I've been I've been doing that for seven years now. Uh, okay. Nice. Nice. The you guys uh, pitched at Metapod actually for um, re- restructuring, setting up as a as a DAO. Uh, I think honestly, like DAO is one of the hot words from ETH Denver twenty twenty two, right? Um, but you guys pitched, what is it, today's Saturday, so that would have been like three days ago. Um, and second place? Third. Third, third place. I'm yeah, sorry. we got a happy third place. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So like, um, what? tell me a little bit about this. Like, how have you guys gone from just having this like design contest to suddenly trying to like uh, go with this decentralized route and trying to get people um, more involved? And like, what? how... how what, how are you guys doing this? Like, what, what what's the story there? Yeah, so, I mean, it was decentralized from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't even have an intention of creating an entity or a project, right? Uh-huh. Like, it was a joke. And we made that really clear. It's like, <laughs> hey, everyone, like, this is, this is just a joke. Like, we're running this. And there's we gave out, like, $50,000 in prizes or something like that. But uh, we're like, we're just doing this for fun. So we had to, like, tell people, like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, this is just for fun. And there's a bunch of money behind it. And... And when you say decentralized, it's like, I had never met anybody in this project day one. Mm. And we were going to, we had like 75 grand to run a contest. Awesome. And we literally had 3000 people show up for a three, three long po Uh, it was like, like mid November to, to like the first week in December. Okay. And we're like, let's just have live streams with like famous people on them, like the most famous. So we got like West Coast Customs to come on, what? and we got uh, Song a Day Man to come on and make a song. Nice. And then we got like some some community members like Super Fizz to talk about utility and oops and soggy apple pie and and gen- genetics from Bankless. And we're like, whoever wants to do a live stream, let's do live streams during this contest. Like it'll be fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we, I mean, the intent was like, yeah, it's a one-time event. We'll have some fun. I so happened to quit my job, nothing to do with this, mm-hmm. October thirty-first. Okay. And so, like, I was like, oh, sure, I got nothing else to do. Even though, like, I'm in a position where, like, I didn't have to go get a job right away, and you know, money-wise. So, I'm in a unique position in that regard at the time. Uh, and so, yeah, just just had a blast and everyone was like this is amazing when are we going to do this again oh yeah yeah so that was like the question of like oh this this could be a real thing and the other piece was like there's like four or five products we actually made out of this design poapathon that a lot of people probably didn't see at the time but it's like well we figured out contest-based design services with with crypto and so it's like well other people like people started approaching us saying like we still want design work oh outside of the contest after the contest and so we're like well let's set up a type form and it'll go into discord and we'll make keep on making contests oh yeah and so we started doing that and we've had like strong demand consistently uh and i i was even personally like in december i was like this is fun, but like, I don't know that this is real. Like, I'm not going to commit to this until we have further validation and proof Mm -hmm. 
that like we can really actually build something real. And I think that's one of the challenges is like people have a ton of ideas in the space and they're like, I'm going to create a DAO. But the hard part is actually the execution and getting product market fit. Yeah. Uh, so that's what like I was hesitant on to jump in of like, is this what I want to do? I still kind of ask that question a little bit, but I'm like much more committed. Right. Um, but it's like the success is there. Uh, we're driving revenue during the event. We're paying artists out. And then we kept on driving revenue after the event by demand of our cut of the customers. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And, uh, and so we, we kind of decided, Hey, we're going to try and run another event, a 24 hour event for called holiday special. And we're going to slot people every hour to, to host. And if we can pull that off, then like, this is a real thing. <laughs> that was like, that was kind of like my idea of like, I want to validate more if this is real or if this is just a one-time thing that worked this way. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we, we rolled with it. That's like hosting every hour for that same kind of thing, like a 24 hour different person live streaming their design process. Yeah. We had six producers we distributed production across the world. So we had like producers in the U S and Iceland and, and, uh, in, uh, like Australia. Okay. And we handed off the live stream distributed across the 24 hours. I didn't even get to see all of them. I, went, I was like, the true test is if I can go to bed and sleep eight straight hours. And I did. And I was like, okay. Like we have distributed production that works. <laughs> like this is amazing. Yeah. And I thought I was gonna wake up and the live stream was gonna be dead. <laughs> like that was, I was fully committed. Did did you did you participate at all in that? Uh, that one I just kind of I watched I watched it. I popped in and and watched some of the streams and enjoyed. But yeah, I didn't have uh, work. It was um, some pretty crazy deadlines at work at the time, so I didn't get to to do design or anything for that. Yeah. That's all right. And uh, the, I think the other thing is, is like we had participants from like even in the first one, mm -hmm. we we had like uh, in the first contest, we had like, I don't know, there was like 60 bounties and we had first and second and third prizes. We had like 75 artists win money and they were fr I, I went and talked to all of them and it's like they're from like 20 to 30 different countries. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so pr pretty cool. And then expanding on that, like starting to talk to them a little bit more, it's like one of them's like, dude, I'm from Croatia. Like 500 bucks is a lot of money. So like in the U.S., it's like, well, yeah, 500 bucks, like that's maybe a uh, like low end salaries paycheck. Uh -huh. But if you look at like, hey, I'm in Croatia, they're like, this was a month and a half of pay. And so the, the you know, social economic impact uh, of people being able to participate permissionless, right, uh, was a pretty, pretty, you know, cool thing to see and continue to see as we're, we're expanding and growing. That's so cool, man. Like 75 people getting paid out of art, uh, these art contests. So like, that's not, that's pretty unusual. Like artists, at least in web two on the, on the internet, people put up their stuff on like DeviantArt or like up on, you know, photographers on uh, Pixel or Flickr. I forget what, but they put it up there and it's just like, it can't monetize it. The platform gets all the money from that. It's terrible. I, I think there's a real issue with misperception that every artist is going to make money on NFTs and on digital art. And the contests, most people do not know how to run them. And people were very skeptical. They're like, contests are bad because all these artists submit this artwork and they don't get paid for it, mm -hmm. which is true. Like we were having like 20 to 50 people submit to a bounty and only one or I think we had three first, first, second and third place. But the reason why we didn't just have one winner 
is because, you know, you usually get two or three really high quality submissions. Mm -hmm. So let's reward those. Maybe not everyone gets paid, but it gets to a more equitable state. And then we did have some early lessons in like voting where like some of our sponsors wanted to like have voting on Twitter. And that's an awful idea because when you have voting on Twitter, the artist with the most social influence always wins. And so, and it's not reflective of the community that is actually getting that work for a PO app or for an NFT or for a logo. And so we, we had to like ourselves plus some of the sponsors were like, hey, I know you wanted the, or you had this vote, but here's the reasons why this is wrong. And we're going to, we're going to have you redo it and we'll redo ours. And by putting some gating in place, it will come to a more, uh, uh, a better result or having a small group of people make a down selection first before you post it publicly. Cause at least then it's going to be more reflective of the community. Um, but this is a real problem. We see it still in contests where like third parties will be like, let's have a contest and throw it out there. And even they already know what they're going to pick in some cases. And, and they're doing it just for marketing purposes. Right. So yeah. there's a, there's a lot of like a lot of negativity towards uh, contests in this space because the artist a lot of times gets, gets rugged. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, my, my philosophy on the art side is like, how do we actually get artists into the opportunity to get access to real uh, demand, right? Which is every organization, DeFi protocols need designers. They need artistic elements, right? Like, and so that's the value I see that like we're providing today where like now reality cards is hiring Poapathon con contestants because they see the quality of their artwork and they're like, well, we could actually hire them to do this full time or part time or fractional. And that's really like the, the benefit to the artist is the access to opportunity. Not so, and not so much the like winning a one-time bounty at Poapathon, right? Yeah, because I've heard about that from uh, talking with uh, Genetics over at Bankless DAO. And uh, Cosmo, I'd like to get your input on this. Here is like what I've, I've heard that's uh, like what uh, Tap was just saying. A lot of these artists are getting hired, um, even the ones that aren't winning these contests themselves. Like you know, maybe third, fourth, fifth place winners are still getting um, selected for to. Uh, do work outside of those contests for these DeFi protocols and other things like that. Like, can you speak to that a little bit more? Yeah. So I think that one of the, the biggest benefits here that we haven't touched much is the, kind of the, the onboarding and the exposure that happens just from, from participating in something like Poapathon. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, it was getting to know about a bunch of protocols and a bunch of DAOs that were sponsoring bounties at Poapathon that I had never even heard of and probably might not even hear about before if it wasn't for Poapathon. And uh, I've gone on to pursue some other pretty amazing opportunities at different places uh, that, you know, whether it was things that I monetized or just meeting people that I began working on projects with. So so yeah, I think that's uh, that's one of the biggest benefits there as well. Awesome, awesome. I think you guys also have one, are one of the groups that have really managed to nail this kind of 
internet fun meme kind of vibe. Like for the folks at home, you can't see this, but I'm sitting here taps wearing a like multicolored rainbow tie dye looking ball cap here. And he's actually got a coat that's uh, pretty similar to that, um, that I've seen him wearing before. And like, you guys have really managed, I, I think kind of nail that internet, um, meme fun design. Let's do this awesome, cool looking thing. And like you, you said earlier, this whole thing is experimental. And like, it's so cool that you're this thing is now turning into something, uh, you know, real legitimate out of this stuff. And I'm not that it was illegitimate before, but it's definitely, I think, uh, more real for you guys now than it was say two months ago. Yeah. I think that that's, uh, it was, it was always about fun, right. And tap made, made a point, uh, to kind of vocalize that from early on, you know, look, we want to do this thing and we want to have fun with it first and foremost. So, you know, bear, bear with us as we figure everything else out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I mean for a little context there, um, a lot of the inspiration there came from Patricia Werthalter, uh, a POAP. And if you you know if you listen to him talking, and he came on the POAPathon, he was like the inaugural POAPathon talk, like our our kickoff, right? Nice. And he's like, well, the number one metric we measure everything by is fun. Like if people are having fun, then we'll be successful. Um, and I think like I spent the last 10 years building cybersecurity companies and I was fortunate to do it with one who really did actually prioritize people and made it fun. And so I think that resonated with me a lot. And it's like, Hey, let's take that forward. Right. And, and continue to emphasize, like, how do we be inclusive? How do we have a fun time? How do we make this a little bit less bro culture, right? Yeah. And and let anybody participate. And so from day one, it was like, we don't have gating. Like, you can go in our Discord today and submit a bounty at any time a bounty is posted and win money. And we don't even know, know who you are, right? Well, there's some security co- controls for Discord that, like, <laughs> you got to figure out as you go on the community management side, mm-hmm. right? But... That's like keeping it as open as possible. And suddenly like you have new friends like in China, in Philippines, in Australia, in uh, Portuguese, in Europe, in, you know, Nigeria. I actually just met uh, Timmy Graphics, one of the first winning artists at the UMA party. And he he's like, oh, I was on your live streams with the rapper that was from Nigeria. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's crazy, right? That's uh, so cool. To think of like, you weren't even connected with these people and now you have an intimate connection uh, in a way that like is is really different and changing. So Eat, Eat Denver has been pretty powerful meeting. You know, I never met Cosmo Burn. Uh, like we just, we met in person the day of the Metapod pitch competition for the first time. <laughs> like 20 minutes before. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, we have, we have a pitch, pitch together. And actually the pitch for the Metapod competition was created by a community member that I've only talked to once, but does amazing content marketing and like pitch development and Twitter social posts. And so a lot of things you see, it's like, there's a lot of people that don't they're they're not interested necessarily in having a voice talking, but they actually speak through making contributions for Poapathon that end up in our Twitter, that end up in our so I think like when you talk about the meme and the fun, it's like certainly, yeah, that's what we want to see, but like this is what people are actually making and contributing. Uh and so I like I have a big initiative after this of like 
getting Twitter into more people's hands. So it's not just always me or one other person posting. Um, and then figuring all the, all the tough work of like, okay, we kind of unintentionally created a DAO, but we have no structure whatsoever, but we have a, like, we have a significant amount of revenue. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we have like, you, we gotta, we gotta get a structure in place and figure out what the right approach is moving forward. Uh, because that's kind of the reality of success. Uh, so yeah, that's, you know, so it's a, it's a balance. Yeah, I think like a lot of um, a lot of DAOs have taken one of two routes to reach kind of a, a more distributed um, organizational status where some some of these DAOs start as more centralized. Like I'm particularly I'm thinking of like Shapeshift right now Yep, um, is was a or is a DeFi protocol that was a company. And then uh, at, I think it was about six months ago, maybe July last year, uh, actually dissolved their company and uh, decentralized into a DAO. Uh, and so they've gone from this highly centralized uh, corporate model, obviously with like CEOs, board of directors, all that stuff, and then uh, came, became a DAO through a more uh, distributed mechanism. But it sounds like you guys have done pretty much the opposite. You've gone from this like yeah. highly chaotic, unstructured, completely decentralized um, model, and now you're trying to add on a little bit more structure to that and make it more yeah. distributed. Well, well. <laughs> I don't know if make it more you can make it more distributed to be honest, uh, but I think we, like I think there's some aspect of like we have to fundraise to make it sustainable in some way or another. Like we do have revenue, but it's like nobody's actually getting paid except artists right now, and it's growing so fast that it's like well yeah we need to actually build automation tools and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that that balance of like well first we're looking at fundraising right. It's like really you know, t talking to different people, it's like, we need to actually hire a, a full-time team to do some of these functions, which is centralization. Mm -hmm. And there's been some debates in the community where people are like, why can't we just fractionalize and bounty everything? And it's like, well, who's going to spend all the time to write up all those bounties and hold people accountable and actually get this done, right? And people have ideas, and I love it, but the, the one thing that, that really I try and encourage in the community is like, hey, ideas are great, but like, are you going to own it? And when you ask that question back to the community, right, or people that come in with ideas, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, it's like, like it's just falling on deaf ears. In and terms of like, it, they don't, you don't get a response back from them. Or? Yeah, because they're like, like the second you ask who's going to own it, people are like, oh, well, I'm just giving you an idea. Right? I don't want to. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it. But like, I think you should do it. And it's like, well, I already have like a list of a hundred things I should do, yeah. and I have to choose from those. So. Um, if you want to go and run with it. So really encouraging like that bias towards action. So there are some people in the community. I love that phrase bias towards action. I love that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's like, there are some people in the community that just want to help. Like there's J.O. And J.O. actually submits a lot of the content for Twitter that I was talking about uh -huh. direct to me, doesn't even do it in the community. So people don't actually know how big the contributions they're making is, Ooh. but they're not really looking for that visibility. Mm -hmm. They're really enjoying being a part of just building and having their work showcased, right? Right. Um, so those are the things that you have to think about that it's like some of your core contributors are doing this not for money. They're not doing it for visibility, but they're actually doing it because they lo love it. You know, they have something to do. And so, some of them found are like stay-at-home moms, some of them are retirees. They're not even like we have we have one retiree who they've won bounties, but like they submit to every competition. Artist practicus, right? <laughs> okay. And 
and they win a few, but they haven't won a ton, right? And like, it's just amazing to see. It's like they're committed and they love doing the design. They love the community and they love being a part of it. And they believe in working with this and it's, it helps the common good, right? Uh, so I think like those, those things are really cool that sometimes you overlook as like a community manager of like that, that might go overlooked by a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so how do you actually build incentive structures to also reward them And the reward, you know, it might be money, which is nice, but a lot of times it's, it's other things. Recognition is huge for me. Yes. Yeah. Recognition, um, appreciation. And sometimes it's like just showcasing their work, especially for artists. I can only imagine. Wow. Well, um, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you both for coming in and talking, uh, talking about your community and what you guys have been able to build over at Poapathon. It's been fantastic. Thank you both for taking the time again for coming on. Yeah, thank you. And uh, hopefully everyone at Eat Denver enjoys the, the Pogs and Poaps, uh, which has been an amazing, fun production. So, <laughs> Anybody else from your community that you want to shout out before you go? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Beastodon, JV, Poet Viking. I feel so bad. Poet Viking tested positive. Well, I shouldn't say healthcare things, but I think it's public, but he couldn't fly here because of COVID. Uh, so a uh, shout out to him just for like rugged by COVID dude. He, he put so much work into the, the, uh, pogs and po apps and it was so hard for him. Uh, you know, he made the packaging. He helped so much. He won, he won one of the bounties and like he booked everything to come out here and so, yeah, I mean, genetics, there's a long list of Raiders, uh, Ribs, Pikachu. I could kind of go on and on. Uh, so many, you know, community members with Poapathon that, like, are holding down the fort while we're at Eat Denver mm -hmm. um, uh, to give a shout-out to. Awesome. Cosmo, anybody coming to mind for you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, there's, a, there's uh, obviously a lot of people that contribute to this, and, uh, you know, we're we're going to miss some here, but there's one uh, person that I especially need to thank uh, who has been just killing it working at the Cryptogs game version on the blockchain and actually minting everything and writing a ton of smart contracts and doing a ton of research. And that is Deep, uh, Deep Dotith, uh, my, my dear friend who's an amazing developer and has been putting in a lot of work. Awesome. I love I love giving people the uh, the space and podcasts and letting people you know raise up other people and that's like one of my favorite things is helping raise up people who uh, aren't necessarily seen that in the way that you know people who come on podcasts and talk about it and like leaders and uh, CEOs that do. Yeah, it's it's hard. Like, and when you asked about thank yous, it's hard because it's like we have the design services, we have events, we have a YouTube live stream called Poapathon Live that Beastodon and some others are running. Uh, and then, yeah, we, we decided to do a, a Cryptogs NFT game. <laughs> and so, like, Co Cosmo Burn and, and Deep and Steve and OXAA and a bunch of other people. So it's, like, it's hard to even keep track. Like, we have, like, six or seven different pods working at this point with relatively low structure of, like, oh, hey, uh, Austin Griffith had a game from four years ago that doesn't work anymore, and we're already making Pogs, so why don't we make that work on Matic? Does anyone want to do that? <laughs> and here, that's an example of bias to action. Cosmo's like, yeah, let's make it happen. And, and then um, the folks from PeopleDAO hopped in and deep. And the next thing you know, it's like, 
oh, that's a real project, right? Yeah. And the reality is, is like all these pods, nobody's doing it currently for, for compensation. Mm-hmm. But everyone is learning. Like you're learning, I think, how to write smart, different kinds of smart contracts, I assume. I don't know. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Always, always uh, learning, learning more, more stuff about that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so it's like, it's, it's a learning opportunity. It's a networking opportunity where now you're connecting with new people. And like, ideally we get to a place where we're pay, paying people for their work, mm-hmm. but like we make it pretty clear up front. It's like the only thing we're paying right now is artists, right? In the design bounties and everything else is community led. But that, yeah, making that sustainable is like, well, how do you get funding? What's the right approach? And how do you form probably some form of central entity so you have people owning the different responsibilities in that regard and making sure that's aligned with the greater distributed community, right? Right. Uh, and so that, that like, we almost have to work backwards because almost every other DAO I talk to, they start with a centralized team and then they build out. Yeah. We kind of started with a decentralized uh, group of, of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm thinking like all the sponsors like Tangle from Sushi is a huge contributor that didn't, <laughs> isn't at East Denver. I mean, but that's, that's the thing is it's like kind of like started there and you kind of kind of come back and be like, okay, there is going to be some form of probably centralization mm-hmm. that will actually help build the foundation and a lot of the talks even i'm hearing i think a lot of people are are realizing like you need that function and be careful about rushing too much towards like 100 percent distributed dao because it takes a ton of work to get that in place to be able to do it successfully that's something we're seeing across the uh, across the dao space right now i think is there's a struggle of coordination <laughs> all the way across the way and like I think um, community management and structuring your communities is one of those things that it's like, it, it's it's IT for people in the fact that it's like, if it's done well, you don't really notice. But if it's not there, it's uh, <laughs> it can be a bit of a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. And so like building it, building as, you know, the house as you're driving it down the road, it's like, it is a real challenge. And I mean, for me, I have, I, I've been building startups for several, like o- over and over again. It's like, it's brutal. It's brutal when you have that centralized function doing it, right? Uh-huh. When you're decentralized, you have people getting wrecked every day. You don't have bad intentions, but it's like, I feel bad for you. I can't feel that bad, though, because if I take on the stress of all these things, so we want to do right. So, like, one of the things we did is we made a wrecked PO app <laughs> because we're learning how to build a product, and people are going to get wrecked along the way. And, like, that was one thing early on. We, we, don't, we don't have it right now because, like, things have been pretty good. But like early on when you're building product, just that like, hey, I'm really sorry. Here's a PO app and it's like, uh, what's that? Peppy the Frog and the word wrecked across it. <laughs> You'd get a smile from them on their face. Otherwise, they just keep on complaining, right? right? And so like it became like people were like, I want that badge of honor. Uh, and so I think just being thoughtful of how to like make fun of things and then be like, but thank you for the feedback. We're going to try and fix this so it doesn't happen again and reiterate really, really fast. So That's awesome. Well, again, thank you guys for coming on so much. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. It's awesome. Let's go play some Pogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone, let's go play some Pogs. <laughs> Make Pogs cool again. <laughs> uh, no, thank you so much for having us. Uh, I look forward to, to hearing more stuff on the, the Wag Me podcast as well. Hell yeah. Um, for everyone at home, have a fantastic day. Gas prices are down.
But you know what's better than low gas fees on Ethereum? No gas fees on Ethereum. First 10 times per month, when you withdraw ERC20 tokens, Ether, or Bitcoin from Gemini Exchange, they pay your gas fees. Yep, 100% free withdrawals. Whether you're a dabbler, a hodler, or a hardcore ETH maxi, <laughs> IT guy, Gemini Exchange is a great place to buy and sell cryptocurrencies. Click the Gemini link in the show description to get $10 back when you start your account and trade $100. Get low trading fees with Active Trader Interface, less than Coinbase Pro, guys, and free gas withdrawals only at Gemini Exchange. Again, click the link in the show description to sign up for your own account today.